Now on Radio Italia Uno. It's time for Happy Business Radio with Peter Salerno. An hour where we have lots of fun with very interesting guests. We talk about how to start, build, and increase your business. Right now, on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Okay, hello, hello, hello. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, and thank you for listening. The reason why we say good morning, good afternoon, and good night is because we are lucky enough to be podcasted and we are heard in over 20 countries around the world. And, uh, of course, the good thing about a podcast is you can hear it in your own time zone. So thank you for listening. And today we've got a couple of um, uh, things that I'd like to talk about just before we start, and I'll introduce you, our special guest, Hello, Matt. Welcome. Hey, glad to be here. Look, uh, I just wanted to say thank you very, very much to... Look, I had a whole lot of messages in the last couple of weeks. Um, it was quite interesting. Since we had uh, Dr. Peng on, since we had things that were going on at the uh, our local show, um, and our Royal Adelaide show has been cancelled. So, unfortunately, I had a lot of people lined up and a couple of other uh, big-name sponsors that were going to come on. And um, because of the show being cancelled, they're not coming to Adelaide or uh, performers that were coming to perform have been cancelled. Um, we, we've had interstate people being locked down. So we've had a, a lot of stuff. But luckily enough, in Adelaide, we still don't have any COVID. <laughs> so mm. that's really good news. But I do want to say thank you to Dr. Peng and Miro and the people that from uh, RunLink Technology and the people around the world who are using it and practising with it. Um, we had a Zoom call with uh, people in about seven or eight countries just two weeks ago, and uh, it was quite interesting. There was people in um, oh, all the countries <laughs> were, were there, but it was mostly led by the professor from the university in Thailand. And what happened was uh, the, the young lad from the Cameroons and another young lad from Thailand, and he's only 12 and one was 15, they were controlling from there, they were controlling a drone here in Adelaide. And they, they made the drone fly around the room and everything else. But the thing that was incredible, for, even for me, was they could see exactly what the drone was doing. So the camera was on, the camera uh, could see what the drone was doing, they could see it way over there in their countries, and um, it was being controlled from them you know, by them and flying around a room, which is only a little room. So you're not only going up and down and around and turning sideways and doing flips, it was just incredible that, that all this is done through RunLink technology and uh, what was happening. So um, we had a lot of calls and a, a couple of emails about that and I thought it was a great experiment that these guys are doing. And if anybody wants to know more about it, please get in touch with me, get in touch with Ron or uh, through Radio Italia Uno or Happy Business Radio and we'll tell you all about how kids can get involved in this running technology. Now, my special guest today is uh, Susanna Matthews. So, Susanna, welcome. welcome. Thank you very much, Peter. Lovely to be here. Yeah, it is. It's good to have you here. I know that we've been talking about bringing you in at different times and we've mm -hmm. had to postpone it for one reason or another. Yeah. But it's good that you're here now. Thank you. Yeah. Now, Susanna, you've got quite a diverse background. <laughs> and, and the good thing about it is... You know, during COVID, a lot of people 
tend to shut down. During winter, people go and hibernate. Mm, that's and, right. And what's happened with you is you've been germinating. <laughs> <laughs> Sowing the seeds. Sowing the seeds, yeah. yeah. So you've um, you've sown the seeds of a new business. Yes, that's right. So I'd like to talk about that and ask you a little bit about that, but then we'll go back into your background and how where it started when you were a little girl. <laughs> yeah, all right. That, that sounds great yeah. plan. Yeah. yeah, so good. So tell us about what you're doing now and what you're launching. Okay, well... I've um, been thinking about this for some time and um, I'm passionate about children and children's learning and children having fun and using their imaginations. So I, I decided that I would like to run um, or entertain children at children's parties at, in their own home. Yeah, so great idea. So that parents um, do the cooking or, you know, they just provide the food and I come in for an hour, an hour and a half entertainment. Yep. And I sometimes dress up as different characters and I've got costumes for the kids and props and music and we just go on imaginative journeys and I, I feel as if it extends children's childhoods. Yeah, excellent. So tell us something. Is this aimed at what age group do you aim it at? Okay, well I... Or do you have different categories? <laughs> yes, I do. I do. Um, and I adapt the parties according to you know the age group of the kids. Mm-hmm. But I thought there are a lot of parties being done for the one to fours, you know, mm-hmm. if you look up uh, the internet and everything. Yes. And I thought five to 12, a lot of kids, you know, sometimes the parents take them to a... Uh, or play cafe or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a uh, big play centre or something. And I thought there are not many um, people that are running parties uh, or, you know, entertaining children mm-hmm. uh, for the 5 to 12. So I might have a five-year-old party and then concentrate on, you know, the way they learn and all that sort of thing. But mm-hmm. a 12-year-old be very different, like a yes. uh, might be a cool kind of, um, uh, like I've got a girl power party and yeah. things like that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's funny you say that because, uh, you, you, as you know, I was a professional clown for yeah. many, many years. And I, I'm in literally hundreds of parties after doing, you know, parties every weekend, Saturdays, Sundays, and, and even during the week and uh, performing at schools and all around Australia and around the world where I've performed or worked. Yeah. Um, so I, I know that business really, really well. You but do. what is what is really interesting is that, you know, the age group that you mentioned, mm-hmm. the, the younger age group, they are quite creative. And oh. if you let them go, they will come up with wonderful things they, and wonderful stories. And then, and then the older group, if you can get them involved in a story, yes, you know, you make a story out of it. They just grow and grow and grow. And I remember I used to be at, at the David Jones and Myers and the, at the big shopping centres, especially over the Christmas period where mm-hmm. they booked me right through the Christmas period. And we would sit down and we'd do storytelling. Oh, fantastic. I think but, that's one of the best things for kids. Yeah, but I never told the story. <laughs> the kids I, did. I made it up with them. Yeah. So I'd say, okay, Karen's here. And Karen, um, what would you put in? And what what do you think? What's the story going to be about? And what do you think, Suzanne? And and Matt, what do you think? And Ron and John and, you know, and then they'd all tell us what the story was going to be about. Brilliant, and, yeah. And they would make it up as we went along. And we'd come up with some fantastic stories. I know. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. Well, one one thing. Can I just tell you one thing yeah, yeah, that go, I do? Go. Just following on from what you just said. One of my themes is a spy school. It's called Spooks School mm-hmm. for Spies. And uh, <laughs> my, my story is that my name's Mrs. Snoopwell and yeah. I'm the head of this spy college. Yes. Um, of course, uh, all tongue in cheek. And um, so I recruit mm-hmm. any uh, all these people, young children, mm-hmm. who want to become spies at my spy school to uh, fight against the evil 
um, scorpion organization that mm-hmm. is the evil, you know, in the world <laughs> and all that. And so really what I do is a lot of imaginary games. Yes. But I pretend that they're the skills they need to learn in order to become a super spy and then I give them all a certificate at the end. So that's just one Excellent. Topic. Excellent. Look, I, I think that would be a great way of uh, entertaining people because nowadays, unfortunately, uh, unless they've got a, a, a telephone in front of them or, uh, you know, one of these <laughs> – Games gadget. in front of them, a little gadget in front of them. They say it's boring. It's yes. boring. What are we going to do? This part <laughs> is boring, you know. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then I remember the mum say, "I'm glad you're here." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes the kids don't, don't know how to entertain themselves these days, and you know, because they're on their screen so much, you know, as you say, with the gadgets and things, they they just don't know. They just um, they rely on a third party to entertain them. Whereas yes. this, they're entertaining themselves. And they get caught up in it all. Yeah, Yeah, well, see, when we were kids, when I was kids, there was just storytelling. Mm -hmm. That's all it was. There was storytelling. And and then later on, people learned to read and write and they could read stories to their kids that somebody else had written. But since then, I've been listening to, you know, commercial radio. I've been watching television. I've been talking to other parents, and they say they just don't have time to read stories to their kids. I know. And, and very few people do that. Now, I know Matt was telling me that he tries to spend a lot of time with his son mm-hmm. and entertaining him and talking to him and stuff like that. So That's wonderful. You know, but, but not many parents put the time aside. No. Even uh, I found, you know, I went up to Queensland to visit my son and his children, mm-hmm. and I was surprised how... He, he didn't read to them at a night. And one night, you know, I was reading to the five-year-old and he kept looking at me like, oh, what are you doing? Because I was putting on different voices and it was like he, <laughs> for the first time he'd been read to. Yeah. <laughs> I hate well, to say. Children aren't used to it anymore. And mm. even in schools and classes, they're, they're, when I was at primary school, for example, which is a long time ago, but <laughs> really? I remember the teacher used to sit up and one lesson a week at least, he'd sit up and read a, a story to us yeah. out of a book. You know, and I remember the whole class would just be spellbound by mm. him reading it because he was very good at reading, but also at storytelling. But he, he actually read the story. And we would look forward to that lesson, or yeah. me in particular would really look forward to that lesson. Mm. You know, and I know because um, obviously I come from a non Australian background, so I couldn't read or write or speak English no. until <laughs> I was 12. So. But for that matter, I couldn't read or write any language. Well, that <laughs> was a good way of learning, wasn't yeah, it, by well, listening to the stories. Listening to stories. And, and obviously, I, I come from an Italian background, and in Italy, the, the old folk used to tell stories. You yeah, know, the grandparents yeah. were living in the house, you know, and they would put the kids to bed or help put the kids to bed and then would tell them a story or, or around the fireplace or something like that. And yeah. they'd say, come on, no, 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 tell us a story. Or no, 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 you know, grandma, grandma, tell us a story. Fantastic, And yeah. they, would, they would tell the story and they're not... Story finished, everybody go to bed. (laughs) So with your um, party theme, Mm -hmm. uh, I can see there's a huge potential there. There really is. There's a huge potential Um, because I know I ran the business. I ran an agency for a long time doing those sort of things. But what we're doing as well is when we're talking about it, we found that um, a couple of my guests in the past were talking about the businesses they've started or uh, one had started three or four different businesses and did that for a while and then did something else and then something else and mm. eventually she found a niche. Yes, <laughs> but yes. when we were talking about the parties and the different things that she was uh, uh, doing, mm-hmm. I've had emails 
from overseas where people said, you know, I listened to your podcast and then I went back and listened to it again and we picked up that idea and now we're doing it here. Oh, isn't that fantastic? And that's why why I wanted you to tell us more about Mm. what you're doing because there are people in other countries who are listening to this. There's people in other states as well who listen to this. And I'm very proud to say that thanks to Ron and the fact that we're podcasting, it makes it easy for people overseas to listen to it in their time zone. Yeah. And and the other thing is it makes it easy for them to go back and listen to it again. Yeah, that's, Because if that's we're live bonus. on radio, uh, as much as we all enjoy doing live radio, the, the point is it's said, it's gone, you can't go back and listen to it again unless uh-huh. you've recorded it. Yeah, I see. So yeah. with the podcast, it makes it a lot easier for people to get back to it and have a listen to it. Yeah. Yeah, so now, Matt, you spend a lot of time with your son. Mm. Do you read to him? <coughs> yeah, every night, yeah. So uh, but I, sometimes it's a challenge to read to him because he wants to play dinosaurs. But yeah. you know, I try to bring it back to reading. But yeah, no, I've read to him every night since about. Well, I mean, sometimes I'm out of town, but usually yeah. uh, since six months. Yeah, you know, since he was six so months old. When he's you know? playing dinosaurs, it's still creative thinking. Yeah, yeah, no. Well, we always say, look, I have three. I say I have three meat eaters. You have, you know, four uh, plant eaters. How many, you know? Dinosaurs do we have together? I always Uh, do that. Or if I take one of your meat eaters, how many? I always try to find a way to mathematics. I I always try to pretend to find a way to make it teaching because usually I was reading him teaching books, and you know, then he got more into playing. So yeah, I try to turn the play into reading. And and I know I read years and years ago that um, that if you read your child, I mean, it makes a big difference as far as their vocabulary and their, of course, and their, you know, being articulate yeah. and so on. And he's trilingual, so yes. you know, we need to, wow. you know, yeah. I need to work with him on his English, and I want him to, I want him to speak it in the correct American way, the negative influence, and then the negative influence. So he gets, we don't really you know, understand you. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay, we're we're going to have to take a break now. I tell you, that's fifteen minutes gone. We that fast. Look, um, we'll be back straight after these. Uh, commercial breaks and Susan Susanna (laughs) will come straight back thank you thank you all right looking forward to it looking for a new coffee machine for your home or workplace look no further than fine choice coffee solutions your experts in all things coffee why not come in for a chat and a special coffee tasting you'll find us at 264 Gilbert Street in the city Mention Radio Italia Uno and you will receive a free 250 gram bag of freshly roasted coffee beans You can also shop online at www.fccoffee.com.au where you'll find our large range of premium roasted coffee beans, coffee machines, accessories, hot chocolates, teas and lots, lots more. I'm Danielle from Fine Choice Coffee Solutions, your one-stop shop for all things caffeine. I'm Anna Faruja of Chapel Funerals. My role as a funeral director is to guide you through the emotional process of saying goodbye to someone you love. I'm here to help you make all the necessary arrangements so that you and your family may have peace of mind and time to remember and celebrate the life of the person you've lost. When the time comes, I'm here for you. So please call me, Anna Faruja, at Chapel Funerals on 81825100. Hi, I'm Matt McQuinley. Join me each Monday evening from 6 to 7 p.m. for Change the World with Matt McQuinley on Radio Italia Uno. 
We focus on changing the world for the better by taking personal responsibility, destroying victim philosophy, canceling cancel culture, and by discussing as well as listening to each other on topics like leadership, cultural trends, beliefs, business, history, world events, and more. Change the world with Matt McQuinley on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Ti piace la musica? Hai voglia di metterti in gioco? Entusiasmo e personalità non ti mancano? Radio Italia 1 sta cercando te. Chiama l'82 123177 e anche tu avrai la possibilità di entrare a far parte del nostro team. Radio Italia 1, diamo voce alla tua voce. Radio Italia 1 Okay, thank you. Thank you to all our sponsors and all to, to all our radio sponsors. And of course, like I say, please support the people that support us. It's uh, really great to have such uh, great sponsors for our radio station. And ladies and gentlemen, if you have a business or a product or a service that you want to get out to the public, now is the best time to come and see us. Radio Italia Uno are doing special, special, special deals between now and Christmas. We're trying to help all our traders, all our service providers with the special deals uh, on advertising so that you can get your product and your service out to the public. So come and see us at Radio Italia Uno. Give me a call or just ring the station or come in and see us at... Um, 265 Sturt Street, Adelaide. Now, our special guest today is Susanna Matthews. And um, Susanna has been um, doing a whole variety of stuff, but really I, I call it all in the same umbrella mm-hmm. <laughs> or the same thing. She's been a, a drama teacher, you know, helping students and, and uh, also you've become a life coach and you've been helping people in that way. And I know that you've been doing a lot of work there in that area. Yeah. But... You know, we want to go back a little bit. You said something that's uh, earlier on that, you know, we talked during the commercial break, yeah, so people first. don't always get the privilege to hear all of that. But um, you said that a lot of this started way back when you were a young girl. Yeah, I, yeah. I guess uh, most of my childhood I was brought up in a place called Wyala uh, in South Australia. And really, there wasn't a lot to do up in Wyala. Um, <laughs> so, uh, to, for those that don't oh. know, it's a country town <laughs> about to 200, 300 kilometres away from Adelaide. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I'm the second of nine children. Wow. And uh, at my Obviously fa- had no television, that's why he had that- nine children. <laughs> <laughs> well, my fa- no, my father was away for nine months of the year, so it was a little bit of a, um, well, you wonder how that happened. <laughs> um, he was at sea yeah. and uh, my mother brought all the nine of us up basically by herself. Mm. Uh, but she would just uh, say, go out and play, walk along the pipeline, go and have a picnic, come mm. back, you know, the old thing of come yeah. back in the dark yeah. or before dark. Mm. Um, and so we would, um, I would make up imaginary games all the time and lead them on imaginary trails and have so much fun. I, I thought it was very normal, but then mm. I realised all my brothers and sisters said, oh, no, we, we didn't really imagine all that. Like, that we was just you. followed you. <laughs> yeah, that was you. And, You're and the so, ringleader. Yeah, and so I, I've always loved it. And even when, you know, went to a religious school and we learned all about, you know, the, um, uh, you know, Jesus and all that sort of thing. I would I would create these stories in my head about the whole story of Jesus's life, and I would see vivid movies, you know, yeah. in my head. So I guess I've always been like that. 
And I've always, wherever I go, adult parties, I mm-hmm. gravitate to the children. Yes. I just can't stop playing <laughs> with children and entertaining or having fun, getting yeah. on their wavelength and, um, you know, their age well, level. So see, what I, found, what I found when I was doing a lot of this, it was I always entertained the children, mm-hmm. but I always say the big children and the little children. Yes, exactly. You know, and, and I found whenever you're entertaining just the children, mm-hmm. you'll always get – half a dozen of the adults coming yes, in to see you? what's happening. Yep. And then you start entertaining them or you mm-hmm. do a trick or two with them and then the children are entertained because mummy's being used yeah. or daddy's in the, in the, doing the magic trick yes. and then you've got the whole family in. It's wonderful. And, and that's where I, I see you going with your um, storytelling and that sort of thing. Yeah. You start to incorporate some of the adults. And funny thing about it was, you know how you said you do a lot of coaching and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that? When I was doing, when I first set up the laughter clubs and, and that sort of stuff, I used to go to a lot of organisations and we would do workshops. At the time, we called them clowning workshops or theatre mm-hmm. and drama workshops. Um, but that was only to get the people involved, to let them stress and you know de-stress. get rid of de-stress yeah. and anxiety and all the rest of it. But unfortunately, I found also that as soon as you put a hat on somebody or you put a funny shirt or a costume on them, mm-hmm. they become that person. Yeah. And yeah. all of a sudden their anxieties disappear. Absolutely. And at children's parties, the same. You get a kid and you put a Batman suit on him, he becomes Batman. <laughs> they do. Or Spider-Man. Or, or you know, the, you paint their face as a lion and they become a lion. Yes. Well, I found even with teenagers, <gasps> I've taught drama to teenagers, mm-hmm. and um, even adults, I'm running workshops, communication yes. workshops at WEA for yes. um, adults, and they... You know, we I run one workshop that goes for about six hours, mm-hmm. and we just laugh nonstop because a lot of it's <laughs> improvisation. Yeah. I just get them to oh yeah, that's fun play and make stories. So you're you're right about adults; yeah. they just want an excuse to become kids again. Really, well, I think mm. you know. Uh, I was years and years ago. I heard Seinfeld say that when little boys are reading Batman and Superman, those aren't just stories. Those are career options. Yes. And even today, I mean, really, I mean, if we take a little bit of the fun out of it for a second, if you look at Pixar and DreamWorks, Hollywood is focused on making movies that kids and adults can see together. Yeah. Those are the ones that make the most money. Mm. They do. You like know, B, I mean, B, yeah, what is that? Like Toy Story yeah. and Up and all these things. And even now, where there's a resurgence of Mar- Marvel, yes. you know, because yes. our standards are lower on what we let kids see <laughs> now. You know, they can see more violence when they're six, seven, and eight than of they course. could have. 30, 40 years ago, uh, you know, those are the big blockbusters. I, I just think it's wonderful how you've got a business that's that's tying family people in. If you can move your mission to getting the parents and the kids both involved, that'd be really yeah. exciting to yes. to strengthen the family unit. I mean, I, I like that idea, yeah. yeah that's and what's I, I was thinking with parents, I want to say to them, if you would like to join in, because kids love nothing more than their, their parents playing with them, mm. don't they? Absolutely. They really want the attention. Mm. Do, do you, uh, can you talk a little bit about how you, uh, you know, what inspired you to get started? And also when you were talking about how you were, you were, you're the second of nine children. Yeah, that's okay. Right. So you're number two in line. Uh huh. So you were you were like the co-captain. 
the, yes, okay, it, usually I, the I didn't oldest have the, takes charge, but no, she just you took, took charge. charge. <laughs> no, see, this is my secret. I, I had no responsibility. My ah. my sister had to go and get the nappies all the time ah. and look after. But I could have fun with them. So, so, so you were so you were like the vice president. You yeah. got to go to all the cool ceremonies I, and free get all floater. the presents. And, yeah, yeah. 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 I all right, got it. It was okay. um yes, I just all wasn't care and very no accountable. Yes, that's right. Fabulous. No care, no responsibility. All right. Yeah. Well, so what inspired you and how did you start the process and um, move well, to the wow party uh, Yeah, I like model. that question. Thank you. Um, well, I guess if, if you think about my um, career, I brought drama into everything that I possibly taught. Mm. I taught languages, you know, I taught English as a foreign language, a bit of French, a bit of Japanese, things like that. I brought drama in and I realised how much all kids just really love it. You know, I've taught it for so long and everybody loves it. And I think, I thought if I could, you know, extend that to to children and and sort of um, a lot of children haven't had drama. And these days it's actually not very often in the curriculum at schools. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of music, but a lot of schools don't have uh, drama. And I think uh, it benefits them with their creativity. I'm, I'm very big on uh, trying to extend kids' creativity and their communication with with each other and social skills, um, yes. <coughs> and I'm not really answering your question about but inspiration are, in a way, but I'm sort of saying what the things are: the social skills, the creativity, and a big one these days I think is self confidence. Mm. A lot of kids self esteem, um, self esteem, yeah. anxiety. They're losing that, and as a counsellor <coughs> in schools, yeah. I notice the increase in anxiety uh, over the last 10, 15 years. Is, is there, uh, and this is maybe an impolitic question, but, you know, back in the days of wooden ships and iron men. When, when I was I, alive. When, when I was in school. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, but, uh, you know, there was a little bit of a stigma associated with being in drama. Like those were the kids that got beat up and shoved in lockers and all that kind of stuff, you know, because they were kind of, you know, the perceived as, yeah, yeah, yeah. So is that the case today? I mean, or is that, I mean. It, it, it's never actually happened in my whole Career, okay. Um, that must have been just you. I wasn't in drama. It's America. No, I think um, because a drama, maybe maybe a long Dra- time ago, but it, I think you think of movies. Yeah, drama is, is more uh, thinking, acting, and stuff like that. And right, not right. Necessary dancing. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, no. I mean, the actress goes, would get picked yeah. on if you were in, in like plays and stuff. They thought you were a little bit, you know. They well, do. do you know the funny thing I is find the opposite. that we had a costume room yeah. at all the different schools I've been at, and um, teenage boys. Uh, this is going to sound very peculiar, but when you say, "All right, we're going to do a bit of drama now that you don't know what we're going to do," but go into the costume room and just get some clothes. Guess what the boys will come out in? I would think superhero stuff, but women's uh, clothes. <laughs> yeah, women. <laughs> like, they all want to dress up, like, yeah. and they're not the airy fairy. That you know, it's the majority yeah. of the class sort of thing. They just sort of, <clears throat> it's just a fun, fun thing. I think they like to experiment and just, yeah. just. Um, well, they have a they have a charity day at at all the schools in South Australia now, where the boys get dressed up in a dress. Do they? Yeah, they have a. Oh. They've <laughs> had that. They've had that for quite a few years mm-hmm. now, and and they all pay a certain amount of money. Uh, to get dressed up in a girl's dress, and they come to school with the girl's dress. And how do they? F- and, how and, do they feel? And oh. they they all just they all just um, go. They all just go, and they keep uh, the whole day mm. of fun and you know and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and all the footballers and everybody else dresses up as a female. Yeah, I think they so. uh, think <coughs> it's a lot of fun. It's funny the Matt. girls never want to dress up as boys. <laughs> 
Oh, some, but some, some probably yeah. do. No, it's a, it's a it's a thing that um, it's a charity day. Yeah, that's you know? that's lovely. So they do they do do that. But it's interesting that you say um, you've always been like this creative sort of person. Yeah. And what I found that um, a lot of people in business, mm-hmm. right, um, are too shy to go that thing or to be that. But as soon as you, like I said, you put a costume on them, yeah. you put a funny hat on them or you put a moustache or, you know, you, you paint their face, all of a sudden they become that character. Yeah, it's, it's great And they switch see. very quickly. Yeah. And yet and at any other time when you ask a managing director or a big boss to do something, it says, no, not really. You yes. know, ask somebody else. You know. Yes, I don't do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, I'm, you know, I shouldn't do that with the men, you know. Yeah. And I say, well, you know, like that's what this is all about. Today, it's the day that you allow yourself to be one of the guys. Mm. You know, today is one of the guys wants to be at your level or wants you at their level. Yes. So they can, you know, talk to you and say, g'day, mate, you know, instead of yes, sir. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it's a big difference. It's a big difference. And I, I've seen morale at companies and businesses where we've performed or gone in to do a laughter workshop or laughter therapy workshop or, you know, just a, um, a whole series of activities Wow, much more creative. You know, one of the workshops I used to do, and I'd bring in a whole lot of different props, and I'd say, what is this? And they'd say, oh, it's a tea strainer. I'd say, yeah, but what, what, is, it, what is it to your young child? Yeah. What could it be <coughs> in a playground? What could it be in the sandpit? Mm, mm. How else could you use it? See, that's very and, creative. And all that's of a sudden, fantastic. yeah, and all of a sudden they come up with a whole – Whole swag of things mm. that you know. It's a it's a fishnet. It's this. It's that. It's this and that and all. It's just a tea strainer. Well, you know, you know that creativity. Mm. I, I think it's just you know a lot of people don't think they're creative. They think you're only creative if you're good at art, music, drama, mm-hmm. you know, and things mm-hmm. like that. But actually, everybody can can be creative and you know problem solve. Yeah. Uh, as you say, that's exactly the thing. You know, you take one object, change change the. You know the whatever it yep. does and all yep, that yep. sort of thing, and now there's a big push globally for more creativity to be brought into every yes. school in the world. Exactly, um, but businesses as well. Yes, you know, exactly. What what's uh, happened, and I've I've mentioned a few times on radio, but what's happened is, um, in America and England, even in Australia, they go to the Harvards and all the big big universities, and they say to the people, right, I'm gonna. Uh, sponsor this young man, mm-hmm. you know, give him a, uh, a sponsorship to go to university and become the top lawyer and this one to be a top engineer or this one to be whatever they will mm-hmm. want, whatever firm is sponsoring them. But then instead of taking the top five, they've found that they're going down and saying take from 10 to 15. Oh. And the reason why they take those is because when they've asked around year after year after year, they said, Look, what do you do? Oh, I'm, you know, A grade student. What yeah. do you do? I'm an A grade student. I'm a, you know, I've got honours and this and that. And it says, what else do you do? Oh, nothing. We just, you know, study. <laughs> yeah. you know? And, and then they say to this guy, okay, what do you do? Well, I'm on the church committee. I'm on the social committee. I'm on the football team. And I'm on this and that and that. Yeah. And they've got five or six other strings to their bow. Yeah. And yeah. all of a sudden they say, that's the sort of person we want, not just an A-grade person. Yeah, exactly. But we want him to become the manager and manage all these other people. Yeah. It's like, who was it in America, Rockefeller or one of those guys that went up and they asked him some questions. See, I don't know the names of the people, but I know the story. Mm-hmm. They went in and the reporter said, well, you, you, you sir, you, you, know, you own this big company. You're the richest man in America, um, you know, the, the metal company or whatever it was he owned. And he said, well, you know, he said, listen, son. Just tell me, what do you want to know? 
He said, see this thing over here? And that was the good old-fashioned telephone. He said, and see this one over here? He had three or four phones on his desk. He said, I'll just pick up that phone, and within three minutes I'll have any answer you want. What do you want to know? And he said, well, I wanted to know about your do and what you do, this and that. And the guy says, hang on a minute. Picks up the phone. He says, Julie, send John, Michael and Ross in here as quick as you can, please. Thank you. <laughs> and within a few minutes the, the, there were three people standing at attention at his desk, <laughs> and he said, now, young man, what do you want to know? And these guys here, I've got the answer. Yeah, I don't need to know it. No, that's <laughs> you know? that's and, brilliant. But yeah. somebody who's creative can do that. Yeah, somebody yeah. who's not creative become those three standing in a row. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they know all the information, mm. so you don't need to know the information. You just need to know where to get it. Yeah, or who to get it from. So true. And this is what we're trying to encourage people out there to listen to Happy Business Radio. It's about finding the right people around you, Yeah. right? And I, I want to come back and talk about having the right people around you because uh, a couple of weeks ago we had somebody from uh, Queensland here and he was saying how's a yes person to say yes first and then say we'll how I get and do it, yeah. yeah. But more importantly was how to have the right people around you. Yeah. That, so we've so got important. to take a break. Yeah, sure. And we're way over time, but thank you, yeah. Ron. He can edit something out. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Yo, ciao, Armando Paradiso from Unique Stone, delivering quality stone tops to South Australia for over 20 years. Granite, marble, Caesar Stone, Unique Stone, granito, marmo, Caesar Stone, Unique Stone. Thinking stone bench tops to your kitchen, bathroom, or furniture? Unique Stone at Jacobson Crescent, Holden Hill. Call us now. 8266-2280. Unique Stone. We won't be beaten. Come on. Que stai facendo? Yo. Chiama adesso. When you enter Chiera and Sons Fresh Market and Joanna's Kitchen, it feels just like home. This four-decade young, iconic South Australian business is situated in the Hollywood Plaza, Salisbury. For fresh fruit and veggies, see Tony and Frank and their wonderful staff offering the finest produce and fine foods. And specials last all year, like the Millel Pecorono cheese, just $15.99 per kilo when you buy the entire wheel. Support a family-owned business. Drop in to their Hollywood Plaza store or call 828-33-155. That's 828 828- Double three one five. Welcome to the family. Hi, I'm Jamie Limura. I'm Lee Harrison. Join us every second Sunday night from 7 pm on Negative Camber, the official motorsport show of Scuderia Ferrari Club Adelaide. Whether it's karting, supercars, MotoGP, Formula One, we talk all the latest news and results in the motorsport world. Negative Camber, every second Sunday from 7pm on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Radio Italia Uno, sito internet www.italiauno.com.au Seguici anche sulla nostra pagina Facebook e Instagram. Radio Italia Uno You're listening to Peter Saluno on Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Thank you. Thank you very much. And thank you for listening to our podcast. And, of course, every Monday afternoon from 2 to 3 on Radio Italia Uno. 
87.6 FM. We are uh, privileged to have Susanna Matthews with us today. She's talking about her new business that she started. I mean, she's been doing this sort of work for a long time, uh, coaching, teaching, um, doing courses at the WEA, which is a... Uh, adult learning centres, and uh, she's been working with schools and also as a personal coach. Um, so you've been doing a lot of this sort of work yeah. all the time. But now, um, during COVID, you've decided to start this new business. So yeah. you, you, we hope that you're going to boom out of COVID. You know, oh, thank not, you. Not um, just grow, but blast right out of it. <laughs> I hope and, so too. And b- between now and the next uh, couple of years, it's wow kids parties. So if you're looking for a kids party with a difference, now is the time to look up Wow Kids Parties and you'll find Susanna Matthews there and Susanna will be able to help you with a whole lot of games, which is different because nowadays people don't do games anymore. They do animal farms or they do something else and, and kids say, oh, this is boring. Yeah. Well, with, with your creativity and the children um, being part of that creativity yeah, exactly. and involving the parents in the creativity and the games that you have – now, tell us about some of the games you have, for an example. Okay. Well, let's. Uh, what I do is I've I've got a basic like you know I've got six main themes, mm-hmm. um, and uh, but parents can choose. Oh, look, I don't. My kid doesn't want a theme this year, but but they might just say, I would like somebody creative to entertain my kid for an hour and an hour and a half with a series of games. So because I've taught drama for so many years, yes. and I know all the games that kids just love. You know, they want more and more and more and all that sort of thing. <laughs> so what I actually did, I suppose it's a little bit of a cheats way, but I, I came up with, uh, first of all, I came up with ideas of themes that I knew kids like, yeah. like spies, like, um, uh, well, one one of them's called um, The Secret of the Pharaoh's Tomb. So it's all about, you know, kids, ki- all the kids at the party, yep. say, have uh, come to, uh, they've won a lucky ticket to come to this unknown Tomb, right. and I take them into the tomb, and we play all sorts of games. But they're like riddles; they have to solve a riddle to mm-hmm. get into the next level. Oh, okay. But the riddle is a game. Yes. Uh, like it <clears> could be—I've forgotten now—but I did it all in rhyming and yeah. unwrapping the mummy. Da 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 da. And oh, I get the class. You know, yeah. I just say, "Okay, everybody, we've got to we've got to wrap you up, and then we've got to unwrap you and see if the you know the wall moves yeah. into the next <laughs> level." And, and so it's a game after game. Uh, to, to solve it. Yeah. At the end, there's a bit of a surprise for them. So that's just a brief thing about the that's mummy. Good. But um, the Unicorn and Academy. You do unicorn unicorn uh, things, so female, male, uh, both. mixed. That's yeah. all. So you do all these different things. So I did a party um, uh, oh, quite a, a few weeks ago now where I had, um, there were boys and girls. Mm-hmm. And before we started, I said, Look, you know, are you happy boys to be dressed up as unicorns? No, we don't want to do this. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, oh, we've got black unicorn horns here. Oh, all right, yeah. Anyway, um, uh, my in this one, I'm called um, Principal Prancelot, mm-hmm. and um, I'm the head of this unicorn academy. Yeah. Um, and I'm all very nice to them and everything, but the mission is that my evil sister, she is trying to poison all the lakes and all this sort of mm-hmm. thing. So I need the kids' help. Uh, because unicorns are known for um, stopping, you know, the poison in, in lakes. And, um, and so all these kids come on board and all the boys just relished being these. Yep. I've got a video, a bit of a video of it. And these boys leaping up to me as the evil sister, you know, because I changed personality. It's all a bit weird. <laughs> yeah. But 
they all they have get to, involved, and they have to it. tell yeah. me their excuse why they have to. They all have to try and please me, and why are they allowed to come near my lake? And they all make up excuses, and oh, you're you're you know, I'd love to do this for you, and I'd love to make your cup of tea, and I'll say I don't want a cup of tea. Go two steps back, and you know, all <laughs> so, this sounds like you're preparing them for dating. Adult dating, but see, well, that's, I what, just, that's I just, what this is all about. Yeah, mm. yeah, it's, it's, having it's fun. a lot of fun, and yeah. we laugh, you know, a lot. There's yeah. nothing really scary. I'm not really evil. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> well, I, I just want to say, uh, you know, just from your history, uh, I, I just want to talk about that real quickly here. I mean, you've had a life built on service, uh, you know, as far as being a life coach and a, a Salvation Army counselor and a school counselor. And in fact, your name, uh, your your surname, Matthew, actually mm-hmm. translates to gift from God. I don't know if you knew that. And well, it seems like you have been a gift. Well, of course, of didn't you know that, yeah. Matt? <laughs> yeah, so it's, uh, and I and I know you've done a lot of the positive parenting yes. co- uh, courses and teaching in the past, uh, workshops and such. So how are you applying that into this kids' party, uh, the Wow Kid Parties uh, business that you have? Because it seems to me like they would get a lot more value out of working with somebody like you rather than just somebody... Uh, you know, not trying to hurt your feelings, P- Peter, but just yeah. a clown that they might be, <laughs> okay? Because yes. you've got the educational background, yes. so you can fool them into learning and growing while they're being entertained, oh, which is key. Oh, that's smart. That is totally so, it. And so, some people might call it edutainment yes. because I really am subtly trying to educate them mm-hmm. about how to socialize, t- teamwork, you know, collaboration, and... Um, and using their imaginations. But I, when I've taught languages like French or Japanese, I found that through doing drama, they don't even know they're learning. Mm. They're having fun mm. with it. They're using their imagination. It's the same thing. When, yeah. people, when people are having fun and learning, yeah, they, they pick it up, it. they remember it easier and longer. Mm. You know, But if people are, uh, are playing a game and if they're learning how to play the rules, they're learning how to uh, cohabitate with each mm-hmm. other at the same time, but they're playing a team game, so they're learning how to pass it from one to the other. Yeah. So what you know. per- specific uh, tactics and strategies are you using to to fool them into learning with, in, um, your, in your business? Well, laughter. laughter. Take, yes, <laughs> laughter. That is number one. If, having fun, like totally having fun. Yeah. I, I just find that I improvise myself quite easily Um like, can I just say, this today I did seven hours of babysitting for mm. uh, my granddaughter and I, I wanted to teach her about magnets. She's mm. only two and a half, <laughs> but I wanted to teach her about magnets. But anyway, I had a very strong, uh, a couple of strong mag- magnets and weak ones. And I said, okay, here comes Maxi Magnet, Magnet Monster. And so I had all these magnets as monsters. Oh, he's a weak monster, but let's get the Maxi Monster, you know. So I'd sort of be teaching her about the strength of magnets and things, mm-hmm. but it all just came to me that we'll just have these monsters. And she said, here comes the weak monster now. Mm. Oh, he can't catch many. I had paper clips there, yeah. so the Maxi Monster was catching mm. all the paper clips. Mm. So I'm just giving an example of how to... Um, creatively cre- teach. Uh, creatively mm. uh, teach and then... Oh, yeah, I won't go into what else we yeah. did today. <laughs> but um, huh? Why not? Oh, well, <laughs> I mean... She's two and a half. I thought she, my, my daughter said, look, you're going to get exhausted with seven hours, but get her to run around an oval or something. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, I thought, oh, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to get her to race and I'll time her. And Ooh. she doesn't know very much about numbers. But I said, yeah. okay, ready, start. 
and she just kept going backwards and forwards. And I'd say, oh, this time you got a better score. You know, yeah, it's probably, I don't know how educational all this is. But then she said, can I have a turn? So then I started running and I taught her how to do the start and the stop thing. So mm-hmm. I thought, well, she's learning about time. I said, yep. now you've got two Two minutes and, and this time it was three and all that and improvement, so, which is yeah. really key. And what and you're what? basically coding, coding her for improvement, yeah, for really herself, yeah, 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 without yeah. competing with me, she's Personal competing best. with herself, yeah, Personal best. yeah. That's well so done. There were just a couple of things that you know I, I do every week. You know, just make up something. Um, but uh, going back to your question, um, what specific things might I do? Um, so yeah, that that just the. A, f- a fun game, but the improvisation, you know, those kids coming up to me as the evil unicorn and had to uh, prove, you know, why why they were worthy enough to come into my um, place, um, teaching them really to think outside the square, mm-hmm. you know, so that's the creative part. Mm. And then we do a lot of um, uh, team building where they have to get into hoops together, so it's not about competition, it's about teamwork, like with it's that's them against me, sort of thing. Mm, mm, mm. So that's Already. that one. Okay. Oh wow, <laughs> time's flown. <laughs> we have to take a break, and we'll come straight back with uh, Matt's motivational moments because every week we try and put Matt in, and and he gives us a motivational um, session. And it, a lot of the people have been saying how they're in, enjoying listening to him. Yeah, oh, quite good. Thank you very much. We'll be back after these breaks. <laughs> Hi, I'm Matt McQuinley. I want to talk briefly about the limits we put on ourselves. I'm going to do that by talking about arguably the greatest magician since the Industrial Revolution. Harry Houdini was a magician's magician. Some of the tricks he would do, he would be buried alive in chains, in a straitjacket and in a coffin and escape. One time he was sewn into the belly of a whale in a straitjacket and escaped. He would suspend himself above between two skyscrapers upside down in a straitjacket and escape. He would lock himself into a milk can full of water in a straitjacket with chains around it and escape. On another occasion, he was locked into a jail cell at Murderer's Row in Washington, D.C. He not only escaped from that jail cell, but then... He switched all the other prisoners who were convicted of homicide to other jail cells. One thing Houdini did is he laid down a challenge and a cash reward to all the jails and prisons of the world that none could hold him. Several jails and prisons took him up on this offer. They never won the reward. He almost had to pay out once when a prison in England took him up on his offer. As Harry Houdini tells the story, he was thrown into the cell naked. He then coughed up a lockpick that he'd swallowed previously and started in on the lock of the jail door. Five minutes went by and he wasn't out. He was surprised because he usually escaped by then. 10 minutes went by and he thought to himself, man, this is a tough lock. I can't believe I'm not out. 30 minutes went by and he's really shocked that he still has not been able to pick this lock. After an hour, he is very, very frustrated, cold and angry. Two hours go by and Harry Houdini slumps against the jail cell door in exhaustion and frustration, feeling beaten and the door opens. It was never locked. The greatest magician of all time, the greatest escape artist of all time 
almost defeated by an unlocked door. What did he learn from this? Well, you and I both know that if Houdini believed this door was locked and could not be opened, it was locked more securely than if he was buried alive, chained in a milk can, put in a straitjacket, hung upside down in stocks and put in water, in Fort Knox or in a supermax prison. Again, think of it. The greatest escape artist of all time, almost defeated by an unlocked door. But we all do that, don't we? We have to realize there are two types of people listening to this story right now. One is the kind who will lock doors in their mind and believe they can't be opened and that it can't be done. The other kind is the kind of person who will not believe the doors are locked and will believe that they are locked, they can be opened and that they can accomplish their dreams and their objectives. The question, as always, is which one are you? At Elders Insurance Adelaide East, our mission is to provide outstanding service and superior coverage to each and every one of our clients. With over 30 years of experience, we treat every client with mutual respect and understanding. We'll listen carefully to your specific needs and requirements in order to develop insurance solutions with a level of service and coverage you can't find anywhere else. Elders Insurance Adelaide East is a family-owned and run business with a Italian tradition which is built on honesty, integrity and trust. Make an appointment today and go and see Tony and the team at Elders Insurance Adelaide East, 54 to 56 Kensington Road, Rose Park or telephone 8364 9477. We're an authorised representative of Elders Insurance, underwriting agency, proprietary limited, Elders Insurance, underwritten by QBE Insurance, Australia Limited. Vuoi promuovere la tua attività? Vuoi aumentare il tuo volume di affari? Non sai a chi rivolgerti? Chiama Radio Italia 1. Il nostro staff commerciale è a disposizione per ogni informazione o preventivo personalizzato. Chiama all'82123177. Radio Italia 1. E anche tu sarai un numero 1. Radio Italia 1. You're listening to Peter Saluno on Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Yes, thank you very much. And you can also hear us, of course, every Monday afternoon from 2 to 3 on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM here in Adelaide. But we are lucky enough to have uh, people all over the world listening to us. And I just want to say um, to our sponsors for this radio show and also for our show and for the station, Thank you very much. We've had a tough year. Um, a lot of people out there have had to uh, scale down their businesses. But we're talking to somebody who's very creative here tonight. And some of the businesses have had to become more creative. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say the businesses who've become more creative have gone way, way ahead. You know, And there are some businesses that you wouldn't have expected them to grow as much as they have grown. And uh, others, of course, have just closed shop. You know, so it's about looking at your business and how can you become creative within your business. Mm-hmm. And talking to the staff, you'll get better ideas. It's like, you know, Susanna's talking to the children and they come up with the ideas of the story. Yeah, exactly. She she leads the story, but they make it up as they go mm. along. 
And what's wrong with you using that technology, that willpower in your business? Because nobody knows the business better than somebody who's working in it. You know, and I know some managers who think they run the business, but it's the staff that really know it all. Mm-hmm. You know, and they want help the business. So that's what this show is all about: is helping people grow their business. And Susanna, you've started this business called Wow Children's Parties. Now, what's the best way that people can find you? Um, I think through if they direct message me <coughs> in uh, through Facebook or Instagram. Yep. Um, and, and my email address is there and as well. And um, so I, I think that's probably the best way at this stage, yep. um, just a private, you, private message. You've got a couple of videos on there have, as well, haven't uh, you? Yeah, I I've, got, I've, <coughs> got, um, I've actually got a, a one video on YouTube. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, that's about Prance Lots Unicorn yep. Academy. Um, but, uh, yeah, just little um, videos um, that I've, I've put up. Um, I'm about to put another one up, this particular one about... Um, um, if Prance Lots Unicorn yes. Academy. I forgot to say the evil sister's name, Veruca Shadowhorn. Do you oh, like that right. name? Yeah. Veruca? <laughs> that sounds very that delightful. That sounds very evil. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so last year I spent a lot of time um, making up all these names and stories. So that was a very creative journey too during COVID mm-hmm. um, because we had so much time to ourselves that that allowed me to be creative. So I guess that... that COVID inspired me in a way. <laughs> and the great thing about you is you did all this creativity drug-free. Well, you <laughs> don't know, do you? You don't know. <laughs> the, the thing is, I mean, the good thing about this, though, the sort of work that you're doing now, it's sort of, it's like a happy drug. It's like the yeah. fact is when you laugh, the, the serotonin, dopamine, the, yes. the, the adrenaline rushes and it carries it all through your body. And you, you get that little cocktail of natural drugs. Yes, you know, exactly. And this is what people don't understand. The more you laugh, the more you feel like laughing. And the more you, you laugh, the more you relax. And the more you relax, the more you want to laugh. Yeah. So it's a never-ending circle of feeling good. And when you're creating something like this that you start to uh, run with it and all of a sudden you feel good that you're doing it, yeah. your body knows it. All of a sudden you, you feel better, you know. And all the you, kids do. And yeah, the, and, oh, and, and when you think of the kids, they love it. That's how lucky I am. I have been as a language teacher, uh, yeah. sorry, um, a drama teacher yes. because I always know the kids go out on a bit of a high. Mm. The, the the poor next teacher, they probably <laughs> suffer a bit. But, uh, you know, yeah. Um, yeah, how yeah, do you follow so. that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, um, I just want to say thank you very much for coming in. Oh, it's been a it's, pleasure. Yeah, I've, it's um, been a pleasure having you in here. And Matt, of course, he comes in with the best questions. I know. I, I, I think, oh, this man knows me so well. <laughs> yeah. That's why I have him here, you know. Like, yeah, you know. <laughs> he gets to know you. Anyway, and of course, we want to just thank Ron, of course. Thank you very thank much you. to everybody. Thank you, Matt, for coming in. Pleasure's all mine. And Susanna, thank, thank you very much. Thank you very much for Susanna. inviting me. Susanna. I'll get it right. Suzanne. Suzanne. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not, not Susan. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Thank you very much, everybody, and have a wonderful, wonderful week until we meet again. Thank you. I'm Peter Salerno. Matt's here with us. Suzanne's here with us, and Ron, thank you very much. Bye. You have been listening to Happy Business Radio with Peter Salerno. Catch our show every Monday from 2 to 3 p.m. on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM.